This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Talk Radio 77 And good morning, everyone. Dominic Carter here with you in for Brian Kilmeade. It is hot. It's hot. If you didn't hear me, it is hot. Expected to feel like 108 degrees today. 108 degrees today. Now, to those of you that listen to me, you know that this is my theme song, courtesy of Curtis Lewa. And so I have to listen to it for a little bit here, folks. And we have a lot to get to. A lot this morning. I want to start out by saying thank you very much to Sid Rosenberg. Another great show this morning, Sid. You're the man. And, um... Sid just said to me, was it, if you were listening, you heard it live, was it tough, was it tough doing my regular midnight show and at midnight, right? And then fill it live each night this week and then filling in for Brian Kilmeade, right? 10 to noon. It's difficult, but, but, but there's a catch. There's a catch. No one can complain when you look at the hours. And I'm serious when I say this that our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, keeps in terms of the many different businesses that he runs, his many different shows on air, on air here at WABC, his daily show at 5 p.m., all that he does where all the newsmakers. So it's an opportunity. That's the way that I look at it. And also, I have to send a shout-out to his lovely wife, the other owner of WABC, Margot Katsimatidis, who has been uh, my biggest supporter. And she is the reason that, uh, as well as her husband, that I'm before these microphones with you now. And what I love about working for them, so I'm going to be dealing with the issue of mental illness in just a second, a continuation of yesterday. But we were flooded with calls and completely ran out of time and um, I, I promised that I would continue today. But one of the things that I love about the Katsimatidis, and I say this seriously, folks, they have never told me once what I have to talk about, what I can't talk about, what I can say, what I can't say. And they have encouraged me. They've been very supportive, knowing my background in terms of um, growing up in the city of New York, a tough upbringing in which uh, I've talked about my my mother's uh, mental illness, and they have not they have never said to me, Dominic, uh, don't don't discuss the situation with your mother and the fact that she was a chronic paranoid schizophrenic. Not once. As a matter of fact, they have encouraged it. 
that's the type of people that we uh, that we work for. All oh, Dominic, you're going to say nice things about your boss. Not necessarily. If they weren't true, I just wouldn't say anything, folks. And so I want to start this way. Take care of yourself and enjoy life. Take care of yourself and enjoy life. We never know when it's our last day. For example, the weather forecaster at Channel 2, Elise Finch, her funeral was just the other day. New York One anchor, Rochelle Boone, someone I've worked with for years. She announced that her cancer has taken a turn for the worst. Rochelle Boone, a friend of mine, announced that in June of 2022, she asked her husband, Todd. I knew Todd before they were married, before they had children, to take her to the emergency room where a CAT scan revealed the devastating news that Rochelle Boone had pancreatic cancer. And she posted just yesterday, she started wailing, crying, and looking at her husband, thinking that she heard it incorrectly. She hadn't. And the cancer is taking a turn for the worst. My thoughts and prayers are with her. So last night, last night, live live each day. Make each day count. You never know what's going to happen, folks. Last night, I'm driving down the Palisades Parkway, as I do each night, and it was about uh, shortly after uh, 9 p.m., and I was right before exits two and three, I believe. Exit two always stands out to me. It always has Alpine, New Jersey. Uh, I recommend that folks, if if you want to see luxury living, uh, but it but it is at the extreme, <laughs> uh, go to Alpine and look at the mansions in uh, in Alpine, New Jersey. And so I'm on the Palisades, and I, I can tell you this: that in the fall. In the heading into winter, uh, the Palisades Parkway is beautiful with the changing of the color of the trees, and it's a lot of trees. And so it's raining. It's shortly after nine p.m., and I'm I'm coming to the station for the uh, midnight show, and I'm in the right lane. I'm in the right lane. There are two lanes, and all of a sudden, a huge tree branch falls onto the right lane where I'm driving. So a second earlier, it would have fell directly on my car, and I had to make a split-second decision to quickly swerve to the left lane, and the branch still hit my car. But I was lucky. No damage, even though if you look at the front grill of my car, there were a lot of leaves. I literally missed this by uh, inches, so I had to move fast. And swerving into the left lane, there was no time to take a look. You know how you're supposed to check your blind spot? I didn't have time to check my blind spot before swerving to the left. I had to move immediately. And there was a vehicle in the left lane, inches behind me. If that vehicle had been parallel to me as I swerved over, it could have been a big problem. 
Take each day with meaning, folks. Coming up at 11 a.m., perhaps it's a good thing that I'm not in law enforcement because I have been friends with Roger Stone, who has a show on WABC, a weekend show, for a very long time, many, many years. I've been to uh, Roger Stone's uh, New York apartment. We've had many, many, many private moments. Roger Stone is a good man. He's a straight-up guy. He's always been good to me. I treat people the way they treat me. Always been a good guy to me. But a former NYPD officer lost his job because of his friendship, his association with Roger Stone. And we will talk to that officer who is suing the NYPD in the 11 a.m. hour. And so we ran out of time yesterday, as I mentioned at the top, discussing uh, mental illness. And, you know, folks, it's one thing when 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 some of these savages out here commit crimes. That That's one thing, right? They know what they're doing. And I'm not making excuses for the mentally ill. But the mentally ill, it's something very, very different. Very, very, very different. And I'm going to break it down. I'm going to break that down and uh, and explain what the difference is. But, but two quick uh, tidbits before we get into... Uh, the topic of the uh, of the mental illness uh, and the mentally ill and the mostly disturbed people. I am thoroughly disgusted at the uh, crime problem in New York. So while we were on air yesterday morning, right, you got a guy running around the village slicing people with scissors. This is the world that we live in in New York. One of the lead stories at the New York Post, a cabbie, a man 60 years old, viciously beaten by five people, including females, on a busy street as bystanders watched the disturbing assault. Now, I'm I'm not I'm not making judgment. I'm only giving you the facts. This was yet another crime involving uh it happened to be all people of color, five black people attacking the taxi driver, two or three w- women, and they were they were stomping him, kicking him, punching him with closed fist, and this happened near Sixth Avenue and West Thirty Fourth Street on July nineteenth. Apparently. There was uh, some type of um, some type of disagreement, but it, it it was just downright ugly. And then we saw the news that popped up uh, just uh, recently. Surprise, surprise! Former President Donald Trump facing new charges, new charges in the case alleging that he mishandled classified documents from his uh, time in the White House. So it was, what, about 24 hours after the Hunter uh, Biden situation? And the new charges are surround an allegation that Mr. Trump tried to have staff 
delete surveillance video footage at his Mar-a-Lago residence uh, in the summer of 2022. So we have that situation. I want you to listen, right? Because this, the politics of this stinks. It absolutely stinks. We're going to get into the mental illness issue. But, I mean, come on, folks. You know, you're taking a beating over Hunter Biden, and boom, guess what, folks? Donald Trump is in trouble again 24 hours later. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. I want you to listen to one of the one of the uh, interviews that appeared on the uh, Fox News channel. Here now is Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, member of the Judiciary Committee. Senator, it seems like, again, the two-tiered system of justice Hunter gets uh, an agreement that would give him all this broad immunity. And meanwhile, they just keep piling on Trump from from every corner. Yeah, now Laura, we're down to charging like random people, just throwing those into the indictments. Is it any coincidence that the DOJ rushes to add these new indictments today after the Hunter debacle, after their own self-dealing and two-timing is exposed, after they tried to hide from us the true extent of this plea deal? That gets blown up, and then it's like, oh, we've got to go indict Trump on something else. I mean, it's so brazen right now what they're doing. It is really a subversion of the rule of law. I mean, they're taking the rule of law, turning it on its head, and, Lord, we just we cannot allow this to stand, the American people are not going to be safe. Our rule of our, our, our system of government is not going to be safe if this is going to be the new standard. And it is the uh, new standard. Then I'm uh, I'm uh, I was in a vehicle yesterday and I'm passing. I don't remember the exact uh, corner, but they were either migrants or, or I, I, I thought I was in San Francisco or Seattle or Portland. It was a, a score of about 40, they looked like they were either homeless or migrants, uh, and they were just laid out on the street like the street was the beach, and this is what's happening. And we're told that, don't worry, everything is normal, everything is fine, but this is the world that we live in. Dominic Carter here with you folks. Talk Radio 77 WABC on this Friday morning. Expected to feel like 108 degrees today. We are going to take a break. When we come back, we will start our conversation on the mental illness issue and we'll have an update on that EMT that was stabbed repeatedly by an emotionally disturbed person. We'll be taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Talk Radio 77, WABC. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free.
seems like the right type of music for a hot, hot summer day. Expect it to feel like 108 degrees today. At the top of the hour, we will talk to Sal Greco. Roger Stone, I've known this guy for more than 20 years. He's a great guy. Greco lost his job with the NYPD, literally because of his friendship with Roger Stone. We'll talk to him live. He'll take your questions live. Let's talk the issue of the mentally ill. So the EMT who was viciously stabbed, treating a convicted felon in the back of an ambulance last week, is vowing that she will continue to pursue her dreams. Her name, Julia Fodham, and she was stabbed repeatedly. All she was trying to do was help this man. She was trying to help him. And her mom is blasting bail reform. The individual had been arrested eight times, uh, one time convicted for butting, headbutting a police officer. And, um, you know, on the issue of the mental illness, and I, I'm going to try and recap this part because I really want to hear for, as quick as I can. I really want to hear from you folks this morning. We see the calls that are coming in. I want you to stop and think about this for a second. So you have you have hardened criminals that are just looking to get over and take advantage of people. And uh, you, you have situations like with the taxi driver uh, where, where tempers flare and those five people, women included, all African-American, beating the taxi driver in the middle of the street. In the middle of the street on 34th Street, they're beating this man in the middle of the street. That's wicked. That's one situation. Bad manners, whatever you want to call it. Then there's the mentally ill. And listen, I'm not making excuses. I am really not. And let me start this way. This is why you have to get them off the street. You have to, because in weather like this, in weather like this, where they're dehydrated, they're off their medication, they're off their medication, and it can lead to a very bad situation, a very bad situation, and it often does lead to a bad situation, and so If they're not getting help, the problem will become even worse. They must be removed from the street. I've often talked about, and I did not ask to be a spokesman on on the mentally ill, but it's amazing how in life sometimes you're pushed to things, whether you want to or not. I wrote a book, and it's a book. Right. They say never judge a book by its cover. And so half the book is on my career in journalism, but the other half of the book is on my life in terms of uh, a rough childhood, very rough, placed in foster care, removed from the custody of my mother because she was a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, 
And as a child, I was often hospitalized because of her beatings. And you have to understand, folks, and the reason why I'm doing this, because we have to, why I'm talking about this right now, we have to remove the stigma. We, it's, not, it's not humane to leave these people on the street, right? So Curtis Lee and I were chatting this morning, and I talked about how I was on the subway the other day, and this man gets on, and he's homeless, and he smelt awful, awful. I felt like I wanted to throw up. Now, if, if a mother got on a train, and and her child, her infant has a soiled diaper, and she's not doing anything about it. Everybody would look at that mother like, what's wrong with you, right? But yet, if a homeless person does the same exact thing, gets on the subway smelling awful, talking to themselves, nobody says a word. Everybody just continues in their own little world. And, and, and that's that. And so, and I'm going to start with your, your calls in just one second. I'm going to begin with uh, Nanette in Queens in just a moment. And um, so I've t- I talked about yesterday that my mom, um, as I was growing up, one of the hardest things that, that I deal with as a grown man, even right now, when I look back through her psychiatric records. She had more than 600 pages from just Mount Sinai alone, right? She was in Pilgrim State, uh, Rockland State, and towards the latter years of her life as a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, she appeared normal. Towards, the, But my upbringing, right, she went through electrical shock uh, treatments. She was placed in straight jackets and on and on and on and on and on. It is not humane to leave the mentally ill on the street. And so the book is titled No Mama's Boy. But I want to continue this discussion this morning on the mentally ill, emotionally disturbed people, tying it in with what happened to that EMT. She's there to help that man, and he pulls out a knife Apparently, according to her version, he started throwing gum wrappers at her in the ambulance, and then he pulls a knife from out of his uh, sock or shoe and stabs her repeatedly. And it's so bad that she has to curl herself up to avoid being stabbed in major arteries or in major uh, areas. So let's let's begin. I'm going to go to Nanette in just a second. Let's go to Jennifer on Long Island. Good morning, Jennifer. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, Jennifer. I hope great. you're staying cool today. I I am. I'm in the air conditioner with the dogs. I'm great. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to say to you that what I appreciate from you is I have a certain point of view, and I'm open to other points of view, and then you will offer that to me. And you you make so much sense, and I really, really appreciate everything that you do. I've been listening to you since it was Curtis and Kubi, and you used to fill in. And so I I just think I think your show is just great, and I wanted to thank thank you. you. Thank you. That's very that's very kind of you to say. Hey, you know what, Jennifer? Here's my point, and and I'm just gonna this is the last thing I'm gonna say about the Casamitides, and then and then I'm done for today. I promise. but notice, Jennifer, you said you used to listen to me going back 
to the past when I used to fill in. Correct? That's what you said. So now, notice, folks, I am no longer filling in with the Casamitidis. I am full-time staff. That says it all. Right? So I, that's the last thing I'm going to say this morning about the Casamitidis. But as I have said repeatedly, I am not the guy that if you have something negative to say about them, keep it to yourself because if you bring it to me, I'm just going to shoot you down with it because I don't see any negatives. But anyway, let's go to Nanette in Queens. Good morning, Nanette. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello, Dominic. Good morning to you. I just wanted to first wanted to say that I, we, my husband and I, we enjoy your show. We're new listeners to uh, WABC Radio, but you really feel like uh, we look forward to listening to you. It's, That's it's really very nice wonderful. of you to say. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. You're, you're quite a person. I wanted to tell you that when you were talking about yesterday in the car and how you had that close encounter with the tree. I was I was really totally thinking that I don't know if you believe in guardian angels. I really believe I we do. have them. I do. I yes, and yes. Thank you. That's wonderful because they they are watching out for us. And I do believe that I you I just just have that feeling. I'm not psychic in any way, but from my encounters and very close encounters that I've had with a lot of terrible things that could have happened, he was watching out for you. He or she. <laughs> so I just wanted to tell you that. Um, you know, just be aware of that, and, and uh, you are already. I, I hear that in your voice, and just maybe say a little prayer. I'll say a prayer for you. Well, thank that, you. I'm thankful that you. I'm thankful that you were so saved because really, <laughs> I couldn't really. Just wonderful, and just continue what you're doing. You're so you're so friendly. You're a friendly spirit, and um, I I can't tell you how. I think you do a lot for, for people, the listeners. I think you really help them and also give them a good time, a good day. You know, it, it's you're real up. You're a real up. You're well, really thank up. you. That's that's very kind of you. Thank you, and I want you to have a wonderful day. Hey, before I let you go, how are you staying cool today? Oh wow, that's a, that's a rough one. Well, taking a lot of showers. We have we have a lot of um, we take care of a lot of pets. So I have the air conditioner going on for them. We don't have the best air conditioners in the whole world, but they're keeping us cool. And then I, um, a lot of showers are helping. And I spray myself with water when I'm walking outside. I have a spray bottle, and I, you know, they soak myself with water if I'm taking a little bit of a walk. So that's the best I can do. <laughs> well, well, stay cool, and thank you for your very, very positive comments, Nanette, and have a beautiful day. Thank you, and a beautiful weekend. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are taking your telephone calls. We never talk about the issue of the mentally ill until it's something negative, right? See no evil, hear no evil, uh, elsewise. But then when something bad happens, we say, how could that happen? But you have to understand, folks, in their world, and this is something I can tell you about directly from personal experience with my mother, in their world, what they're doing makes perfect sense to them at that time. If they're off their medication, if they're a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, they're hearing voices. And those voices are very, very compelling. I am not making excuses for their behavior. I'm trying to give you folks an understanding of what goes on. I am trying to reduce the stigma, which is very, very heavy as it relates to the issue of emotionally disturbed people, the mentally ill. 
Let's uh, we see your calls that are coming in, folks. Let's go to uh, Joe in Brooklyn. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I want to say you always have a great show and you have a great point of view. Dominic, I have to say I had the the same experiences as a child that you did with my mother. When I was a little kid, my mother was very depressed, and she sunk deeper and deeper into delusional belief systems. She became paranoid and psychotic to the point where she would walk in the gutter, staying on the yellow line in the middle of the gutter to avoid making contact with someone else's eyes because that meant she was under their control, and then all the devils were set loose. She never really beat me. She was very... Uh, in her own way, very loving, very good woman. She struggled all her life. And as I grew up, I helped her with every single thing that I could possibly do. And I have to say that as she got older, the mental illness lifted away. And in a way, I learned later on that it was part of her change of life, her biology, with the the hormonal changes triggered the psychosis and the depression and the paranoia that lasted for years until I had her hospitalized. She spent a couple of years in uh, Pilgrim State Hospital way out on Long Island. Yes, uh, that's one of the facilities my mother was uh, institutionalized in. Yeah, she spent two years there. I used to go every Sunday with the Long Island Railroad to visit her. And it was like a scene at a snake pit. Hey, Joe, uh, let, let me let me ask you a question. So so you're getting emotional right now, right? I can hear it in your voice. And, and man, I got to tell you, I've been there, right? So, so what I used to do, Joe, to be honest with you, is that I, I always felt that because of the rough things that have happened in my life, that that if I started crying, I would have a complete nervous breakdown and would never stop crying. So I, I would, in my office at home, um, I would often get up at three o'clock in the morning, go in there and cry by myself, right? For a couple of minutes. And then I would say to myself, boop, you got to stop crying, man up and, and, and go back, but it's a normal, but, but it's not going back to normal because it's, it's still there with you. So what I want to know, Joe, is why are you getting emotional right now? It's a cathartic, uh, a cathartic release, I guess, of those memories. I don't think about it very often. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it a lot. I guess it's always under the surface. But in, it is. In it is. My mind to to those details, especially when she was very delusional and so paranoid that uh, it was just like it was. It was, a, it was a nightmare. I'd get up 3 o'clock in the morning. She would say, people are in the alley trying to get her. Yes. I would open the windows and put the lights on and say, look, Ma, there's nobody. There's nothing. When I go back to that scene, I get emotional. And to me, it's cathartic. I don't mind uh, crying. It's a release to some extent. I mean, you know, I'm an old dude at this point. I'm 80 years old. So, I mean, uh, I'm talking in the 50s. It was, it was, you know, mental illness. It was snake pit. That was the, the popular cultural 
depiction of mental health. It was the snake pit that you saw in that film. And uh, the shame and humiliation that accompanied her sickness is just, it's criminal. It's absolutely horrible. And and uh, the, the, the self, you know, deprivation that, that accompanies that shame, it's a terrible thing. Hey, uh, Joe. Joe, let, let me let me say this to you, man. I, I've got much love for you, and and I thank you for, for what you did because the truth is you just said, you know, you're an older man now. I think how old did you say you were, are, Joe? Joe, how old did you say hell, you were? I've been through hell on my hands and knees over broken glass. But I'll tell you, Dominic, I'm a rich old man now, and I look back at all the horrors, and I just – I just embrace it all. I embrace it all, and and my mother is always with me. Right. Hey, but but you know what, Joe? And, and the truth is this, right? So no matter what you've been able to accomplish in life, when when this when this happens to you, and to to us, to any of us, um, you're always to a degree that child, and and there's always the shadow of that parent. Thank you for the call, Joe. Again, Joe, it took a lot of heart to do what you just did, calling up WABC uh, Radio with its reach uh, in the tri-state area and around the country to put your story out there. People like you, Joe, will help reduce the stigma. We've got to talk about these issues. Joe, again, I've got nothing but love for you. I wish I could continue with you. Thank you for the call, Joe. Uh, and thank you, thank you, thank you. Lots of people want to talk about these issues. Lots of people have personal experiences. Dominic Carter here with you in for Brian Kilmeade on this Friday. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going right back to the telephone calls. Lois in Suffering, New York. Steve in Westchester. Danny on Long Island. Rose uh, in Queens. Judith in Brooklyn. And many more calls. I'll be right back. Top Radio. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. And we are back. Dominic Carter in for Brian Kilmeade. 47 minutes past the hour of 10 a.m. Coming up, we'll talk to Sal Greco live, former NYPD officer. He'll be taking your, your questions as well. Live, lost his job because of his association with Roger Stone. Roger Stone is a good man. I've known Roger Stone a very long time. He's always been straight up with me, always been positive, always giving me uh, behind the scenes very, very good advice. And so we'll 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 find uh we'll find out uh the details of Sal Greco's story uh in in just a uh a few minutes. We're talking the issue of the mentally ill as it relates to the EMS worker that was stabbed numerous times the EMT numerous times Miss uh, Fodham and 
she says she's not changing who she is. And she was trying to help the man. She's in the rear of the ambulance. Her partner, it can't get back there. And he pulls out a knife and just stabs her repeatedly. And I am telling you, as someone who has dealt with uh, mental illness as it relates to my mother all my life, it is not humane to leave these individuals on the street. It is an explosion waiting to happen. And it will happen in days like today, on days like today, where the weather is very hot, they're dehydrated, they're not on their medications, and they're hallucinating and psychotic, and and the voices start talking to them. And you have to understand these voices are very, very strong, very strong. And they will, they will obey these voices, whatever the voices are telling them to do. It's not humane to leave them on the street. It's an explosion that's going to happen. Lois in Suffering, New York, in Rockland County. Good morning, Lois. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's great to talk to you. Um, what's on my mind is the children of these poor people that are mentally ill. I have a a friend that I grew up in the Bronx with. Uh, She was a beautiful person. She was fun, always great to be with. And when we would ask her um, how she was doing, she was always very depressed. And a friend of mine said to her, you know, we would never know this. You you hide it so well. And she would say, I'm a great actress. Um, Her mother was bipolar. Back in the 60s and 70s, people didn't know what bipolar was. They didn't really know mental illness. And we would say, oh, you know, her mother's not all there or whatever. But she used to belittle my friend all the time, lock her in the house. Um, And my friend grew up. She was successful. She married, but she never had kids because she was always afraid that her children would inherit the mental illness that her mother had and that she had to a certain degree. Well, four years ago, she took her own life. Um, She just couldn't bear it anymore. So uh, my concern is, what happens to these children? I mean, luckily for you, Dominic, you got through it. I'm sure you still carry it with you to a certain degree as a lot of your audience. Wait, wait, Lois, let let me tell you this. I I appreciate you being straight and honest with me. I'm going to be straight and honest with you. When when you're the child of someone that has suffered uh, from severe mental illness, that is something that you worry worry about in terms of whether or not it's going to hit you for the rest of your natural life. And, and it's something that you, you, you don't ever, it, it's, so again, I speak a lot on these topics around the country, right? I'm headed to Alabama soon. I'm headed to Texas soon. Speaking, uh, in terms of as a child of someone who was a chronic paranoid schizophrenic, right? And, and, and when, when my mother, Lois, uh, when she heard those voices, it meant, oftentimes that I was going to the emergency room at age two, fully documented. She heard voices that told her to throw me out of a window and she was going to do it. No doubt about it. But I don't blame her because she was as much a victim as I was. And the only reason why I'm talking about this, because there are a million topics we could talk about. For example, 
I'm so happy that the city's starting to crack down on these able-bodied migrants. Get rid of them. Okay, that's the abbreviated version. But they, there are a million other topics we can talk about. But this one is, is important because we don't pay attention on the issue of the mentally ill until something very, very bad happens. I want you to finish your story, Lois, and then I've got to take a commercial break. Then we'll come back, take some more calls, and then Sal Greco will join us after news headlines at the top of the hour. Go ahead, Lois. Well, you know, as I say, Dominic, how how do the children deal with this? I mean, it has a profound effect on them the rest of their lives. It does. Hasn't it had a profound effect on you? Absolutely. And Absolutely. I mean, my poor friend just... She went through shock treatment. She did everything. Same thing um, my mother did. And and finally, when she turned 62, a couple of days later, she took her life. Um, and we were all heartbroken. But we felt now she was finally at peace. But her mother, as later on in life, did apologize to her and her sisters and said, you know, I know what I put you through, and I'm very sorry. But the damage had been done. Uh, yes. she, I mean, she told my friend that she was worth nothing. She'd never be anything. And and even though that wasn't true, my friend carried this through her life. And it, it was just so sad. But I want to say thank you, Dominic, for bringing this to everyone's attention. God bless you. And I love listening to you. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say, Lois. Thank you so much. Folks, I've got to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with your calls up until the top of the hour. Then at that point, news headlines, we have to switch topics. And uh, on this hot, hot summer day, expect it to feel like 108 degrees. Please stay cool. Have plenty to uh, to drink. Dominic Carter in for Brian Kill Me. Talk Radio 77 WABC. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, Dominic Carter continuing with you in for Brian Kilmeade. Folks, we have to switch the uh, telephone number uh, because we're having some problems with the uh, regular line. So the number, if you want to reach us now, is 833 833- Nine six nine four 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 seven. So I mentioned at the beginning of the show this morning, an NYPD officer lost his job because of his association with Roger Stone. And it's a bit confusing because the Roger Stone I know is really, really a good guy. Like I said, I've I've broke bread with Roger before. I've I've been to his Manhattan apartment. I don't know if he still has it, uh, but uh, he had an apartment overlooking Central Park, and um, he's always been a good guy, a straight up guy. And so the person joining us live right now is Sal Greco, and Sal is the former NYPD officer. He lost his job, and so we're going to talk now live to Sal. And if you have any questions for him as the conversation goes on, the number to reach us to ask Sal your question live is 833-969-4447. That's also the number to reach me. And I say good morning to you, Sal. How are you this morning? Uh, 
good morning, Dominic. It's uh, an honor to be on your show. Uh, I listen almost every night to your show as it is, right before Frank Moran, another good friend of ours. And uh, I actually spoke to Roger just a little bit ago, and uh, he's honored that you're speaking uh, very highly of him. He always speaks highly of you, Dominic. Well, thank you. He He's a good man. So, Sal, your, your story is a little hard, frankly, to understand. It's simplistic in, in some regard, but you lost your job over your association with Roger Stone. Is that correct? That is correct, Dominic. Okay, but wait, wait. Before you tell me the story, were there any other, as a NYPD officer, were there any other blemishes on your record? No, uh, Dom, you could check out my record of the 50As out on, online. Uh, I only had one CCOV that was uh, I was exonerated from. I don't have anything on my record, Dom. So nothing else on your record. Okay, so for people that are not familiar with your story, tell us your story. All right, well, Dom, I was a NYPD officer for 14 years. I had an unblemished record. I have over 320 arrests. I have participated, uh, participated in about 1,000 arrests. I have over 50 medals. I guess along the way, someone was irked. I was a friend of Roger Stone's. Uh, so I went through a 19-month witch hunt. I had to go through a Soviet-style show trial, which is the administrative trial. I was interrogated twice. I was followed uh, by internal affairs. Uh, they flipped my life upside down. Uh, ultimately, they they found me guilty of whatever they wanted to find me guilty of at the trial. They terminated me in August, and then I ended up suing them uh, immediately after. And right now, we're in uh, Second Circuit there in Eastern District of New York, and we're stuck on a second motion of this to dismiss by the city, and it's still pending. And I guess probably won't hear anything for a little bit longer. I'd say because it's summertime, so they usually don't do anything in the summer. But that's where we're at. So it was Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell that fired you, correctly? Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. And and what what did they find you guilty of? All right. Well, Dom, there's a provision in this NYPD patrol guide. Obviously, every cop from police commissioner on down has to follow these rules. So the rule that they they were stating at is this rule that's been in the books for a long time. You cannot wrongfully or knowingly associate with someone who's reasonably believed to have engaged in or likely to have engaged in criminal activity. So for them, they are stating that is Roger Stone. So me being Roger Stone's friend, I'm violating this this rule, according to the NYPD. Now, I, I know what you're thinking, Dominic, because many officers, not only today, but from the past, there may be one that was from the past and is now your mayor himself violated this rule and nobody ever gets terminated for it. Uh, uh, Don, they also tried to say it was uncompensated security. That's a made up term. That's just a throw in saying I was Rogers uncompensated security. Clearly I've always been his friend. He's never paid me a dime for anything, but uh, they kept running with the security charge and uh, that's ultimately what they found me guilty of. Okay, so so wait wait a minute, Sal Greco. So you're telling me, unblemished record as an NYPD officer, and because you were associated with Roger Stone, and Roger Stone is associated with President Trump, the NYPD didn't like that, and you lost your job. But wait a minute, I, wait wait, I'm a little confused because the last time I checked. 
the the police department, uh, the commissioner didn't approve it, but one of her underlings did. They had a falling out about that, but uh, they they had that they had the rapper Cardi B right at at a and and she 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 is a she has a criminal uh, record, correct? That's right, Dominic, and that is actually my my amended complaint, which is why we're in this motion to dismiss right now. That's what's on the on the docket. See, my claim is. Well, you're saying, Roger, you're saying I'm getting terminated because of Roger. Okay. Well, you invited Cardi B to the police academy. That's a secure police facility. And she's masquerading around with every single police officer in there, taking pictures and hobnobbing. That's in violation of the very rule you terminated me for. So everybody that had contact with Cardi B should technically, A, be disciplined, or B, be terminated under their terminology. Because... Uh, Keyshawn Sewell signed off on a piece of paper that said that my continued employment in the NYPD will be detrimental due to my relationship with Roger Stone. So under that terminology, New York City Mayor Eric Adams should have terminated Keyshawn Sewell just for this this uh, this uh, thing that happened at the police academy. And and what's what's adding uh, salt to the wound is that Roger Stone again someone that I've known for a very long time, and he, he's a good guy, he ended up receiving a presidential pardon. So, I, I mean, I, I, I'm really, I'm really I baffled. I'm really baffled at this. And, and I, you know, I, I was, this morning I was looking over your story. Is it true, please tell me this isn't true, that internal affairs followed you out of state as you went to visit your dying father? Is that correct? That is correct. Dominic, there's actual video of this. They they were watching me due to, they said that I may or may not come into contact with Roger or try to come into contact with Roger and someone else. I mean, these were very underhanded tactics that we used, Dominic. Not only did they follow me, uh, they also used an administrative subpoena and wrote that I was on narcotics and then admitted at my trial. I never was. Then they accessed someone's sealed records in violation of a court order. And this was also mentioned in that amended complaint. I mean, the NYPD basically violated a court order, and they do this every day because they cannot access sealed records. But they did, and that's how they got this Fugazi subpoena, and that's what start, and that's how they got all, you know, Sal Greco spoke to this person who had a parking ticket, and this one that he was arrested in 1975. And, I mean, this is, this is the kind of links they went to to get Sal Greco. It, it is, it, it is, it is, it is amazing. And calls, calls are coming in for you now, Sal. Uh, if, if you have questions for him, you, you can talk to Sal Greco live, 833-969-4447. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC in for Brian Kilmeade. So, Sal, what is you're suing the city of New York? Is it what for twenty five million dollars? Yeah, it's probably in that vicinity. But I think that's that's what we originally uh, wrote on the first uh, first complaint. Right, right. You, you know what? Let's 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 do this. I want to take one of the uh, phone calls. I want to take one of the phone calls. Let's go. Let's go to uh, Jerry in Edison, uh, New Jersey. I, I, Sal, I still have a, a lot of questions for you. But uh, but Jerry, you you are on uh, live right now with Sal Greco, former NYPD officer who lost his job 
because of uh, uh, his association with Roger Stone. What's your what's your question or comment, Jerry? Well, let me make one comment first that this is going on with Trump, exactly what they're doing is Sal. They're really applying the law unequally. So it's an unequal protection violation, obviously, constitutional. People don't like to hear the big broad brush, but that's the truth. And also it's a freedom of association. You know, Sal has every right to associate with Roger Stone, and that's a bigger issue, a constitutional issue. That's bigger than that silly law they have for policemen that they're not applying equally anyway, as Sal has already said. So when you put all those two association, and it's politically based too, even with Sal, and uh, of course with Trump. So Sal is in the same boat that Trump is in. People are just trying to stomp out our freedom to associate with people and to elect who we want. Now, Sal, are you ready to fight? And I mean fight to the end on this one. I hope the answer is an absolute yes, because you're going to have to do it, obviously. Well, thanks, Jerry, for the question. And actually, thanks for supporting me as well there. Uh, You better believe I am. I mean, every day I'm getting more and more info on these uh, characters like Mayor Eric Adams, your new police commissioner, Ed Caban. I mean, I'll put it to you like this, Jerry. They hang out at a place called Concefritos in the Bronx. The owner's name is Jimmy Bronx Cafe. You can look this up. He once tried, I think he had an incident with his wife he was arrested for many years ago. There's also a YouTube video. You can check this out on my Twitter where they had a podcast where they mentioned that this, the original place that he owned was known to have cocaine buffets. It was called Jimmy Bronx Cafe. Now, Ed Caban is your police commissioner. Ed Caban is pictured with this guy all over the place. He was on his original website with his brother. James Caban, James Caban, he was indicted at one point, twice. Once as a cop, which he lost his job for, and that was ultimately uh, found to be a hung jury. And a second time when he was known as the slumlord of the Bronx. They're also pictured with who else? This guy, Jimmy Bronx Cafe, Eric Adams, Chief Madry, Philip Banks. This is my argument. So if you're allowed to be pictured and hanging out with this guy up in Concertfritos, which should be an unlawful location, actually, then how can you terminate me? We can't have one rule for Eric and another rule for Sal Greco. I mean, this is what this has become. It's an arbitrary thing. It's ridiculous to even go this route. Because people should associate with who they want. But if you want to get technical, Jerry, that's that's as technical as it gets right there, what I just stated. It, it, exactly. Go, go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead before I step back in. Go yeah. ahead. Dominic, um, WABC has to keep this in the forefront. And you, I know you're good at it. And everyone should help you out keeping this guy in the forefront. And we've got to take this fight to the state and to the city and whatever federal, if he needs federal help. We need to keep it in the forefront of the news about well, it like this. Well, now, it's very important. we got to win this. Hey, it's Jerry. It's like a syndicate mob crime, in my opinion. I, Jerry, attacking I, Jerry, I hear you. Thank you for the call. Let me be, let me be very clear here, okay, my, my involvement with this. The fact that Sal is on with me right now, Sal Greco, that should ring the alarm bell that something here does not pass the smell test in terms of his firing. It, 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 to, to, to Sal's point, you cannot have two sets of rules. Uh, Sal, bottom line, do you know how many, and, and, and I, I am a strong supporter of uh, police officers, and I make, I, make, uh, I, I make no bones about it. Do you know how many police officers uh, come involvement with people that, 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 may, that are known felons or, or maybe related to or whatever? And they still have their jobs, correct? 
That's right. I mean, Dominic, 70% of America has a record. I mean, you're arbitrarily applying the rule. It's very apparent. It was apparent during Eric's, Eric Adams' career when he was, he himself admitted that he was security for Mike Tyson and Louis Farrakhan. He was, what happened with that? I mean, that was all hush-hush. We don't even know how many days or if they took any days behind the scenes because his disciplinary records are hidden behind a closed door. Okay, wait, 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 one more time. Say that again. I want to make sure I heard this right. Say that again. So Eric Adams and his police career back in the mid-90s, it's an article in the city. I think it's the city.com. He admitted himself he was investigated for being security for Mike Tyson and Louis Farrakhan. Both are have a, a record, correct? But Eric Adams wasn't treated the way I was because behind closed doors, we don't even know what happened. If they took vacation days, he lost 15 days at the tail end of his career. For I believe it was conduct of uh, prejudicial police department. He, he, he did an interview, which was ridiculous, even taking days for that. But they took 15 days for that. But behind closed doors, that investigation would happen with Mike Tyson and Louis Farrakhan. We don't know if they did anything to him because it's hidden behind the, you know, the disciplinary records, which they hide unless you fall request them or you sue them for it. And the same could be said for Philip Banks. The same could be said for a Timothy Pearson. The same could be said for Ed Caban. I mean, everybody's cheer- cheerleading this guy, but he's hanging out with a, with a guy that ran over his wife with a car, and God knows what else he's done. So, I mean, these, these are things nobody ever brings us up or even asks Eric about. I mean, you're ju- he's basically, you judged me, but look at yourself in the mirror first. You know, look what you did in your career. And I, I don't know. I mean, he was actually security in his career, technically. And now he, I mean, but this continues to this day, Dom. I mean, you see him out there. He's pictured, he was at Contra a couple of days ago. So even though we know that there may or may not be something going on, as this podcast uh, online stated, police officers are still hanging out over there. I mean, they try to say that I couldn't go to my friend in Mulberry Street. They said, oh, he was uh, arrested in 1980-something. And I said, if I stepped foot in there, I would be terminated for this. But you guys are hanging out in a place that's, like, known. It's a drug-prone location, obviously. So how how is this work, Eric? Tell me how this works. Because, so, you know, he's the real de facto head of the police department. Well, it, it, Sal Greco, we're talking with, uh, who lost his NYPD job as an officer because of his association with Roger Stone. I've known Roger Stone a long time. Roger's a, a, a good man, but... But, but Sal, I've got to take a break. And on the back side, we're going to take another call. Judith Judith from Brooklyn has a, a, a call for you. But in looking over the documents of your case this morning, and one allegation, it said that you had your badge on or something to the effect while you were with Roger Stone. Is that correct or is that nonsense? What, what's the reality? Yeah, because when I was – when we were in, in D.C. on January 5th, uh, Yes, I did have my uh, my shield, my ID, and your gun on you, which you're supposed to have all three if you're going to carry your gun. You have to have your badge and your ID on you. There is nothing nefarious about that. As you know, police officers could carry their weapon in all 50 states, but the NYPD itself states that you must carry both plus your gun if you're going to carry your gun because in case anything goes wrong and you don't have one or the other, you could be disciplined just for that. So there's, but there's nothing against the patrol guy that states you can't, you 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 know, you can't carry your your shield or ID on you. And and you you were and again I'm late for a break. 
you were not part of the January 6th uh, uh, rally or anything like that, correct? I mean, in terms of being there, or or were you? No, uh, Dom, I was not involved in anything. Me and Roger were in a hotel room. Wow. And so, literally, you lost your job. because. And how long had you been on the force? 14 years. And 14 years. And so, wait a minute. And again, guys, I apologize. We're late for the break. You're, you're telling me no pension, nothing. Nothing. Just and you're, thrown, you're done. Thrown to, thrown to the street. Yeah, done. Because you're friends with Roger Stone? Correct. Wow. We have got to take a break. You- we, go ahead, we are chatting with uh, Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, lost his job uh, because of his association with uh, Roger Stone. We are taking some of your calls live for Mr. Greco. You can reach him at 833-DIFFERENT-NUMBER, 969-4447. Dominic Carter, in for Brian Kilmeade. You can reach Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, at 833-969-4447. Talk Radio 77, And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you on this Friday. Expect it to feel like 108 degrees here for Brian Kilmeade. Brian back next week. It's been a great honor to be with you folks. We're chatting with Sal Greco. His story is very, very important. NYPD officer for 14 years. He develops a friendship with Roger Stone. And just, you know, I can only speak about personal experiences. Roger has always been a straight-up guy, no nonsense. Uh, He's always been good to me. We've hung out a few times. He's cool people. Because of Greco's uh, friendship with Roger Stone, he lost his job as an NYPD officer. Now, I I want you, Sal, and we have a lot of telephone calls for you. I'm going to go to Judith Judith in Brooklyn in just a second. But one more time, what's the official reason why you lost your job? The three three charges they ultimately said that was found guilty of was one, uh, obviously, the association. Uh, Then they tried to say a second association with someone that worked with Roger. Uh, that's the person they used the sealed records against me for. Then they made up the charge of uncompensated security and then misleading statements. Now, Dominic, misleading statements, though, is I was asked numerous times if I was Roger's security. The answer is no. But to them, you're lying. And that's one of the charges that the, they said I was guilty of. Wow. Wow. So here's why I'm confused, Sal. Um You've heard me talk about on the radio that I grew up in the hood, right? So when you grow up in the hood, uh, you know, some of my buddies are law enforcement. Many of them are convicted felons. We we grew up together, right? We all grew up together. And so the ones that went into law enforcement, right, and then the ones that are convicted felons, (laughs) we, we all still know each other. We're still all friends, right? And... They Correct. haven't. They haven't lost their jobs. I'll give you the best example. Corey Pegues, 
was an inspector on the job he did over 20 years. You could clearly see him on the documentary of the Supreme Team, which Eric Adams himself is also on. He made it through 20 years in the police department. He was a member of that gang. So here you go again, see? But he made it through. He had his pension. They took his gun. They tried to take his rights away from him after the fact. But did anybody catch that? I mean, that was well known. But there's one example right there. So so it's okay if you're friends with the right people, with the right, uh, as long as the department approves of them. Let's go to Judith in Brooklyn. Judith, you are on with Sal Greco. What is your question? Good morning. Hi, good morning, Dominic and Sal. Um, I actually called because I, I was holding on for something, but I'm going to pivot to Sal because I wanted to talk about the cartel. I wonder if Sal knows about it, but I want to tell him something. I uh, hear that the cartel is infiltrating in every state here, and I wonder if he knows anything about it. They're setting up shop here, which is pretty scary, which is part of this illegal migration the invasion. But, Sal, I hope you win your case. This is probably costing you loads of dough with lawyer fees, plus the emotional harassment, Sal, and the hypocrisy with the double standards. I really feel for you. I'm really frustrated for you. I really hope you win this case. You've got to teach them a lesson. This is ridiculous. Thank you, Judith, and uh, thank you for the, the kind comments. Uh, if you do, anybody out there, did, did, did this cost me almost 50 grand of my own money? Plus, I'm out of money here. With, you know, Whatever money I had, you, they, they give you your money, but you don't have a pension. So whatever you have in there, you take out. So people can go to SalGreco.com. Uh, I have merchandise up there. You can also see uh, previous interviews I have. And on each interview and each blog I have on the bottom, there's a donor box if people want to, you know, if you feel generous enough to leave a kind donation and try to help me out with everything, you just go to SalGreco.com. And uh, thank you, Judith, for the uh, uh, good comments there. Thank you. Thank you for the call, Judith. Let's go to Shawnee in Bergen County. Good morning, Shawnee. What's on your mind? Good morning. It's a blessing to speak to you, Dominic, and I'm, I'm, I wish I could hear you every day. I love you. Thank but you. My message, my questions, you're welcome. Um, to Salar, I was going to ask how can we support you, and you just said it. But I have a question for you. Once all the dust settles, I, I feel like we're living through the second inquisition. It doesn't matter if you're innocent. If they want to get you, they get you. And it's frightening as hell because next it'll be me or my grandchild or God knows who. And my last question is, have you considered going somewhere where they value and appreciate law enforcement? Like, I don't know, Florida or somewhere else, Texas? Uh, Thank you for the question. Uh, Actually, I do live in Florida now. Uh, The problem is, and I get hired here as a police officer, yes. But the problem is I have a pending lawsuit. Plus, I did not get what's called a good guy letter, and I don't have a retired NYPD ID because once they terminate you, you lose those rights. So I would have to do oh a police God. academy all over again. Yeah, and and you you know you understand that now people kind of know who I am. So if they know I work somewhere, they can make allegations. They could try to sue the county or whatever department I'm involved in. It, yeah. You know, you're a, you're a high liability risk. That's what they view me as. Oh, my God. So everybody listening has to donate to your cause, to the cause of right. Well, Shawnee, thank we, thank, we thank you for the call. And, hey, uh, and, and Sal, I want you to stay with me for a little bit because I have a lot of calls for you. 
and I want people to have the opportunity to uh, to to hear what you have to say. But to folks that are willing to help you out or or want to learn more about you, before I take the next call, which is Al and Yonkers, but how can they reach you? All right. Well, you go to salgreco.com. Uh, on there, you could go to the shop. You could you could buy a shirts. I have shirts up there, and then also on my blogs. When you view any of my previous blogs that I have on there, there's a donor box set up on the bottom of each blog. It's the same donor box. So you could just go to any, click on any uh, blog I have, any video that you see that's up, and then you could also view the bottom where it says, you know, you could donate to uh, to uh, my uh, donation box. Let's go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're talking with Sal Greco, former NYPD officer of 14 years, lost his job because of his association with Roger Stone and is now suing the NYPD. Go right ahead, Al. Yeah, good morning to you, Dominic, Sal. Sal, my question is to you. I know Roger Stone, uh, you know, who he was. He's a close confidant of uh, former President Trump. Uh, My question to you is because, you know, if you had 14 years on the job, uh, you had your health coverage, uh, you had everything, and now, according, you know, to even pay for health coverage today is like paying a rent. So you've lost that. I just wanted to know a couple of questions quickly. Uh, can the can the well, my question is, was it worth just going there for the day, knowing that you know Roger Stone might be under the microphone, you know, people microscope? Uh, was it worth it? just to do that, to to lose so much. And my other quick question is, can the acting police commissioner now, the new police commissioner, can he reinstate you on the job and say if President Trump gets reelected, if he gives you a pardon, can you get your job back? Uh, Thanks for the question. There's a couple of parts there. For the first part, I'd say going now, well, you know, being Roger's friend or being in D.C., nobody knew what was going to happen that day as it as it turned out. But I wasn't involved in any of that as it was. I mean, it states in the lawsuit there was no subversive actions to overthrow the government by myself or anyone or Roger, anyone that I know. So that's that's that part. Uh, two, I'm a loyal guy. Dominic, he's loyal. Roger is my friend. I was there for yeah. Roger when. Times were very rough, and people turned their back on him. We both get along very well. I know Roger's family very well. We're both Sicilian. We could go back to that. I'm going to stay loyal to my friend no matter what. Three, nothing was nefarious going on. I never – so if you're going to say I was a a criminal association, usually the next charge would be Officer Greco used computers to check on so-and-so. That never happened. They even stated that in, uh, in their records. So I wasn't doing exactly, anything for Roger. So, so you, the, the only you thing you really have in hearing. I, I, I did have a, the, the department trial, and they, and, and, okay. and it was basically, if you were there, all they had was a thousand pictures from one day on January fifth, and some other pictures from other people's Instagram. Where I'm just taking a picture with Roger standing next to them, which these people nobody even knows who they were. They're just regular people, and they're just saying. Stone, 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 Mr. Greco, stone. That's all this trial was. I mean, Roger showed up to this trial for one day. It was pretty bad. And they also brought up the fact that Roger's pardon, the DOJ gave them a letter, and it stated that even though Roger was pardoned, he is still convicted of his crimes. So they're trying to state that it didn't even matter. 
They actually had this letter from the DOJ about a pardon. So, I mean, they went to incredible lengths just to make Roger out to be the bad, big bad wolf. And then on the second part, it's that you stated with the police commissioner. I don't even think it's uh, the police commissioner that can reinstate me. I believe it has to be the city of New York or the mayor. Obviously, Mayor Adams could do that. He could do whatever he wants with this right now. He himself has been under the microscope for the exact same thing. But again, you know, he goes to Concertfritos and he's hanging around with multiple shady people from the day he was a police officer until now. He could do it. But if you have someone that maybe they don't like or they don't see eye to eye, they'll use that rule and use it against you. So I think probably the court is the, the only option here. Al, we thank you for the call. And Sal Greco, stay with me. We, we have a ton of calls uh, uh, for you. And so I'm probably going to stay with this until the top of the hour. So uh, Sal Greco is with us live, lost his job, as you can hear him tell his own story with the NYPD because of his association with, with, uh, with Roger Stone. And uh, we are going to take a break. When we come back, we will continue with Sal Greco. We'll go to Alyssa in Manhattan, Adam, Mineola, Ernest, and Rockland. We will be right back. Talk Radio 77, And we are back. Dominic Carter here with you in for Brian Kilmeade on this Friday morning. Good morning, folks. We are talking with former NYPD officer Sal Greco. Lost his NYPD job, pension, everything. Has moved out of state because of his association with Roger Stone. And uh, again, Sal, I, I have to be straight and honest with you. Um because if if I if I thought if I thought you were wrong, I would tell you to your face. But this thing doesn't pass the smell test. Something is wrong. I I know I know I know. Um, I, I'm <laughs> I'm going to put it to you this way. I'm going to be honest with you, Sal. In the past, I have hung out at some pretty shady places. Okay, where there are police and there are other types that have criminal records, and and the the officers have never lost their jobs. But because it's you and because it's Roger Stone, it's somewhat different here. Let's go to Alyssa. Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. Go right ahead, please. Good morning, Dominic. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Good morning to you, Sal. I just wanted to thank you for your 14 years of dedicated service and um, for your arrest record, which obviously made New York City a safer place. Um. Thank you, Alyssa. You, you're welcome. Um, for you, obviously, you are uh, being made an example of because you are, um, you know, pushing back against the current, you know, administration, and they want everybody to follow rules and do things the way they want um, and only make exceptions for people that are supportive of whatever their agenda is. My question for you is, um, and I commend you for being having the strength to push back and to stand by your loyalty to your friend, um, but my question to you is, should your pushback begin to be successful? Are you prepared for the fact that they will just 
um, possibly come after members of your family or obviously being in the, the service for 14 years, you've made friends among the force and they may come after them and they may not have the strength you have or be able to have the loyalty you have to remain connected with you and are you prepared for that, you know, where you may lose a lot of people or they may have to suffer because of you. Uh, thank you for the question. It's funny you mention that, though. I've already lost a lot. I've lost you know, my home. I lost all my savings. I lost my pension. I've lost my reputation. I've lost many friends. I lost my own father in this. As far as losing everything, what else do I have left to lose? At this point, you have to stand for what you believe in, and you have to stand up for something saying, you have done nothing wrong, so why am I in this position? Many others have done worse and gotten away with worse, one being Eric Adams himself. So why are we, why am I, you know, if I don't, me personally, I could have just said, you know what, I don't need this. I could go probably ask President Trump for a job or something, but, but I didn't do that. I said, you know, I'm going to fight back on this because I know that someone has to challenge this. It's not just for me, but for you, for Dominic, for everyone out there, this could be anyone. I represent what could happen to anyone out there. T today it's me because I'm friends with Roger and, it, and it's got to do with Trump. Tomorrow it could be someone who's friends with a Democratic governor or a Democratic president or something like that, and they'll flip the script and you'll go, wait a minute, you can't do that. Because, you know, it's supposed to be one rule and one standard for everybody. But here we have one rule for Eric and one rule for everyone else. That's what this looks like. So that's what I'm representing. It's everybody, not just me. Because I could just go tomorrow in a foxhole and just disappear. But you can't do it. And I have to be, and you're right, I'm willing to go all the way to the end to see this through. Because at this point, I have nothing left to lose. And I'm, I'm a, you know, I have pride. I still have pride in my own name. I need to clear my name. That name Greco right now, which was synonymous with DWI arrest and being, you know, one of the top guys in the police department, now is like, Oh, he's a right-wing extremist. What are you talking about, right-wing extremist? Because I'm friends with Roger Stone, I'm a right-wing extremist? Because I was in a hotel room and I was watching something on TV that nobody knew was going to happen. It was just everybody's mouth was open. Now I'm a right-wing extremist because the police department said so? No, it, it doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Alyssa, we thank you for the call. So, Sal, are, are they are, – are, do you feel that, that – I was about to say present tense, but it's past tense because they fired you. Did they try to tar you with January 6th? Yes, they did. They they tried, they heavily tried that. But they there's, there was never anything to, you know, tar me with other than you're friends with Roger and Roger's name keeps getting mentioned, therefore, guilt by association. Was I pictured with, did I come into contact with certain people? Yes. I mean, as a cop, I come into contact with many people. But, you know, this, you were pictured with Joe who two days later did X, Y, Z. That's, that's insane because then how many people can we go and arrest, Dominic, under that same theory? This theory wasn't used in the 80s with the mob. I mean, Rudy Giuliani was a great mayor and was a prosecutor. Did he use people that were pictured with John Guided to say, well, Joe was pictured with John, therefore we must prosecute him? That's ridiculous. You actually have to do some legwork. There's nothing to it other than <laughs> the guy took a picture with him, right? 
and this is this is the kind of instance of what they were trying to smear me with when it came to January 6th and everything that happened there. Was we were in D.C. Yeah, me and Roger were there, but we we never went to. I've never even have been to the Capitol my whole life. I've never been there. I, wow. I only know what it looks like from the television screen. On that day, I believe the Willard Hotel is two miles from this place, so I, I couldn't tell you where it is exactly in, in, in D.C. I haven't even really walked around in D.C. the few times I was there. I mean, I, I went there to watch a game once with the Nationals. but I have got to take a break, but before we do so, let's let's take Adam's call in Mineola for Sal Greco, former NYPD officer. Go right ahead. Hello, Sal. Uh, I feel your pain, sir. But Roger Stone, sir, is uh, a convicted felon, and Roger Stone said, F the vote. F what the people think. Trump won. So the police department don't want you associating with somebody that's going to, you know, put that out to the people like that, sir. You know, like, well, I don't, I, Trump won and he well, lost. I don't, you know, I mean, why okay, would Trump okay, say something all right, like wait, that? Wait, wait, Trump wait, won okay, wait, 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 Adam, first of all, you said it once. You don't have to say it twice. He heard you the first time. He's about to respond, but you cut him off. And for you to say, why would Roger say that? But you can't hold Sal Greco responsible for something that, that Roger Stone said. But please hold on for a second. Go right ahead, Sal, and respond. Yeah, thanks for the question, Adam. Actually. But uh, I, I don't know that he ever said this. Publicly or privately, you have to point out where in an article. Uh, I could only only say, listen, what Roger says is what Roger says and what he believes. If under your terminology, your own mayor then should what should happen with him? I mean, look at who he associates with every day when he was on the job and now is the mayor. I mean, six people were indicted in a straw donor scheme. I mean, did you read that one? Your police commissioner, his brother, he was arrested twice. This owner of Concertfritos, they hang around him every day. I mean, this, the list can go on and on. So you can't just say, well, Mr. Greco, your friends at X, Y, and Z. Well, then we could flip the script on something. This is what you're getting into, tit for tat. Okay, We're so Sal, so Sal hold, hold on one second. I want Adam to respond to that quickly. Please, Adam, go right ahead. Okay, sir. Um, the Supreme Team documentary is just a documentary that Eric Adams was speaking about from 30, 40 years ago. I don't know nothing about the coochie Fritos, whatever you're talking about, but you know, I'm you know, I I, I pray for you, sir. I, I pray for the best to happen with you. I'm just saying, you know, I don't, you know, Roger Stone is your your buddy. I I respect that because I got some shady criminals in my past as, as my friends to this day. But I tell you, you know, that's the reason why New York City police don't, you know, they 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 don't want you, sir. Because this guy tried to overthrow the government or assist in that, and and and, and they not having that, sir. Okay, well, yeah. let, let, let me thank you for the call, Adam. Let let me just say this, Sal. Number one, the establishment that you mentioned, right? I've been there before. As a matter of fact, I had conversations with the police commissioner's brother there. So you're correct. That is where a lot of them yeah. hang out. There is no doubt about it. I've got to toss to a break before we do so. What is it that you want? And then we're going to come back with some more calls for you and wrap up this morning's show. Sal Greco, what is it that you want? I, I want my name cleared. I want the good guy letter. 
we should leave this amicably. Obviously, they smeared me. I mean, you could tell right there. I'm guilty because Roger said X, Y, and Z. You see that? All of this could have been, you know, this didn't have to go down this way. There could have been many other different ways that we could have did this, but they decided to terminate me where they haven't terminated anybody else for the same thing. Or, or it has to be the, – the rule is, Dominic, you have to – if you're associating with someone and you're aiding them in a commission of a crime, like that's that's the main thing here. But they, they didn't do that with, with, uh, with me here. Uh, fair enough. Hold on for just a moment, please. Sal Greco, we are going to take a break. Dominic Carter in for Brian Kilmeade. When we come back, we'll go to some more calls. We'll wrap up this morning's show. Curtis Lee was standing by. We will be right back. Top Radio 77, WABC. And Dominic Carter with you, folks. We are wrapping up a fascinating conversation this past hour with Sal Greco, former NYPD officer, 14 years on the job, lost everything because of his association with Roger Stone. And again, I can only speak on a personal level. Maybe, 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 Sal, I just don't get it. But the Roger Stone, I know what's out there publicly, but the Roger Stone that I know, and, and to be honest with people, it's Roger Stone who introduced me many, many years ago to President Trump. He's the association between the two of us. And so Roger's always been a straight-up guy with me, period, end of story. But I'm not in law enforcement. I want to uh, go to uh, as many calls as I can before the top of the hour. Curtis is going to join me in just a minute. Let's go to Diane in New Jersey. Good morning, Diane. Please go right ahead. Good Good morning, Dominic, and thank you for all you do. I love your show. And uh, I worked 40 years for the courts, 40, and I didn't lose my job over it, although I felt that I might have if I had pursued it any further. I did pursue it as best I could, but I was falsely accused of things that never happened, and that is a very difficult thing to do in the courts. It's just like politics. It's very difficult. Once they deter- decide they don't, that they don't like you or they want to get rid of you or they want to accuse you of things, very difficult. So, Sal, I really feel for you, and I encourage you to pursue it. And when, you, when Dominic asked, what are you looking for? You want your name cleared? That's exactly, exactly what I felt. I'm now retired. It stays with me to this day. And please know that you're you have you have my support well thank thank you for that diane sal your last uh, comment here please respond to that and also tell us again how folks can uh can uh, get in contact with you can help you and then i've got to move on to curtis lee we're wrapping up go right ahead you got you thank you dominic thank you for that comment thank you for your support i feel for you too i uh, god bless you now, here's my comment i mean i'm looking at numbers here 2019 year to date compared to 2023, which is what you want to look at, Dom, not the 2021 and 2020, because that was all under the pandemic. Murders up 33%, robberies up 34%, felonious assaults 36%, burglary 39%, grand larceny 22%, GLA 245%, total major crime 39%, violent crime 33%. 
Sal Greco being friends with Roger Stone, does it does it change or make this thing, you know, can could you use me going out there trying to change this, which I was, I was on the force two thousand nineteen. Or is it better that I'm gone and you lose a guy who's a veteran because I'm friends with somebody that you don't like? And these numbers are skyrocketing, it keeps skyrocketing under the leadership of Mayor Eric Adams. Well, you tell me. I mean, I, I hear you, Sal. I, I, I've got to end it there because I'm out of time. Your story is fascinating. I will continue to follow up on it. And thank you so much for joining us. Sal Greco, former NYPD thank officer you. who lost his job because of his association with Roger Stone. With me right now, wrapping up the morning show, the great Curtis Lewa. How are you, my brother? Well, you know, Al Slim Shady Sharpton oh, here we had go. a relationship with Roger Stone. Oh, oh that's uh, right. That's right. Roger that's Stone right. was that's his right. campaign manager that's right. when Al Slim Shady Sharpton was running for the presidential, presidential Democratic primary. So, wait, why do you call him Slim Shady Sharpton? Well, you remember, he used to be huge. He had that big bouffant, you know. Whatever happened to the Martin Luther King uh, medallion he had around his neck? Did he have to hock that? Is it in a point? shop where'd he go out slim shady shop and you look like a bobblehead doll now god you turn sideways you can't even see him you guys will never get along will you no, if i if i never. arrange the meeting will you sit down with him never never because remember he's not going to pay for the dinner he doesn't pay for who got by the way based on your great two days of uh reports on mental health and your own personal uh, situations that you revealed outstanding radio work I'm going to delve into the crack baby syndrome when I'm mm. on overnight. Because mm. remember, they say, oh, this will, this will bring bad problems in the future. Now they don't even discuss it any longer. That's one of the problems we're dealing with. You are correct, Curtis Lee. We're coming up soon. Folks, have a great day. It's been a great pleasure to be here this weekend for Brian Kilmeade. Brian is back on Monday. News headlines coming up. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Peace. Have a great weekend, folks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.